I remember my speaking mentor once pulled me to a side and said this to me. He said, Tim, I want you to realize right now you're just sharing so much logic, so much knowledge, but you're not striking their emotions. And remember, people don't remember what you say, Tim, but they do remember how you made them feel. That's why, Tim, you've got to tell more great stories. Problem was at the time, I was terrible at telling stories, especially in English. You know, it's not my first language. I was awful. And it wasn't until I discovered these five steps I'm going to share with you today that I finally began to captivate the attention of the audience. It made such a big difference in regards to communication and influence. And especially the final point, by the way, this is something I still do to this day. So be sure to pay close attention because this will transform your life and your business. So without further ado, let's go on to the first step to telling a great story, which is to find a captivating hook. You've got to know how to grab somebody's attention so they actually pay attention to the rest of the story. The fastest way to do this is pay attention. Next time, something grabs your attention, especially in movies. Movies, they're amazing at it. Think about it. They've got to get you to watch a two-hour feature-length film. Some of them are even longer, right? So they need to grab your attention and they really need to make you care for the rest of the movie. Otherwise, you're going to walk out of the cinema. So you'll notice how they sometimes show you the glimpse of something dramatic that happens in the middle, right? Think about the movies that does this. Or maybe a glimpse from the end. And this is where they will start the story. They'll show you that glimpse of maybe the main character about to die. <laughs> Bit cliche, but always happens, right? And then it's shown right at the start. And then they say, this is how it unfolded. So think about what's been the most dramatic piece of your story, the conflict, and how can you use that at the start to grab somebody's attention? And then you begin to share the story. For example, I was writing an email yesterday, and this is how I started the email. I received a devastating phone call middle of the night several years ago. It was from my mum. I could tell the fact that her voice was trembly, that something awful had happened. And what she said to me literally changed the trajectory of my life. And it was unfortunate news. Let me ask you, do you want me to continue with this personal story? You probably do. Why? Because it's hooked your attention in. That's the first point. Find a great hook. The second step is to avoid too many details. Imagine if I was to tell you a story like this, okay? So, when I was growing up, I grew up on this specific road, 65, I'm gonna make up name, Birds Garden Road. And my door was white, the handle was gold, and I walked in through the door, the floor was wooden. The ceiling was white in color, the frame, of the picture, you've already lost it, right? You're like, Tim, I don't care. Most people, they don't realize if you ever watch a Hollywood movie, what is a Hollywood movie? It's just a big story, right? If you ever watch it, it's not like you're finding out every single name of every single side cast in the movie, right? How overwhelming would that be? It's not like they are paying attention to everything that's happening. They're just letting the story unfold in the most efficient way, getting rid of the branches, 
It's almost a, a story as a tree. Get rid of the branches. That's unnecessary. And if you need to share a name of somebody, a character, make sure that they're a main character. Otherwise, it gets so confusing for the mind to follow the story because there's too many details. And the purpose of a story is for the person who's listening to place themselves in the story. For them to do that, they got to relate. And so, if you keep it really, really descriptive, they might they might not be able to relate. But if you keep it a little bit vague, such as I stood on a beautiful beach. The sky was blue. I could hear the seagulls. I could smell the salt from the sea in the air, and I knew I felt fulfilled deep inside. Everybody can picture that because I'm sure at some point in your life you've seen a beach or you've been at a beach. So keep it a little bit vague because if you go too descriptive, they can't relate to it. Does that make sense? The third point, which is very important, is you need to have some form of conflict in the story. Every single movie. That you've ever watched, that you would say to me, Tim, that was a great movie. You'll notice that there's always a conflict that happens. True, the main character doesn't just sit there with his arm crossed, sipping tea. It's not like James Bond just sat <laughs> sat there sipping tea, right? What happened to James Bond in 007 movie? Right, he goes through conflict. There's an enemy. There's always something that's in the way towards him trying to get what he wants. So whatever your story is, firstly, what's the goal? What was the thing you're trying to get? What was the conflict you faced in the middle? How did you feel internally? Describe that in detail. That's emotions. Make it a multi-sensory experience so we can really picture it. We can hear it. We can smell it. If you tell a story like this, the, the whole room, the boardroom meeting, or you know, an audience. If you're speaking on a stage, or if you're sharing this in front of friends, they will be so hooked in, and they'll be picturing themselves being in this this story with you. That's the power of a story, by the way. It allows that person to be on this journey with you whilst you're telling it. The only way to do that is you've got to have some form of drama that happens because that's how we are capturing the attention and we're hooking it for the rest of the story. Because we want to see what happens. How does the character get out this mess? And the best stories always do this. You'll notice it, right? That's the first step. The fourth step is one key message only. So think about why you're about to share this story. And what is the key message? The why behind the story is very important because there's no point just sharing random stories. There needs to be some form of reason why you're sharing this story. For example, you may have shared a fact, such as 92% of people fail when it comes to reaching their New Year's resolution, according to the studies done at University of Scranton. It reminds me of a time where several years ago I was trying to set my goal, and the unthinkable happened. Here I was, you know. There you go. I'm telling a story, right? So what I'm doing is I'm going to solidify my point by sharing a story of when I failed a goal, and then I was able to f- finally change myself and change my circumstances and so forth. So that's intriguing. And now we, as an audience who are listening, we've got something that we can really keep ourselves busy with. Because now, not only are you just sharing facts, but you're also sharing stories. So it's very intriguing. It's engaging for the audience. Does that make sense, by the way? So let's go on to the final point. Like I said, this is something that's so important. Record your story. It makes such a big difference. Just grab a freaking camera, get your phone out, voice memo it, whatever it takes. Just record it in some way. Then listen to it yourself. Ask yourself: Would you listen to this? What bits do you find boring? 
Which bits do you need to just delete or get rid of or maybe amplify with more emotions? We got to feel the emotion, right? Then the second thing, share it. You'll never know how good a story really is until you begin to share it. So share it with your friends, your loved ones, family members, and then eventually share it in front of the audience. And you will soon find out the bits that really suck. I've shared some stories on the stage that I thought would be absolutely incredible. It's like crickets in the room. Can you hear that? It's just crickets in the room. Like nobody's laughing. I'm just like, oh, so much preparation for this, right? So you got to make sure you're sharing it because from there, then I'm like, okay, I got to change some bits. I've also shared some stories where some bits they find really funny. So what do I do? I get rid of the bits they don't find funny. Then I add some additional bits and I test it out. And then you are basically only mentioning the things in the story that's really, really important. And others really find engaging. Everything else is unnecessary, right? People don't want to know what you ate for breakfast unless that's part of the story. <laughs> But you'll notice how people, when they start telling stories, they start to ramble. Avoid rambling at all costs. So you want to record it and share it and then tweak it. These are the five steps to telling great stories. Let me know in the comments box below, Insider, your biggest takeaway from today's session. What you're going to take action on, and what you or what you're going to practice. Let me know, and I'll get back to you. Like this video if you like this video, and also share this video with a friend or loved one that you know would benefit from this. Especially business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs, we got to master this stuff. It's so important in marketing. As always, follow your heart, my friend, and take action.